is your name, your name, your name. And uh, they say it ain't me. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the latest edition of the Ain't Easy Being Green podcast, broadcasting to you live from Sin City, Las Vegas, New York. Well, I'm still here for work. Also joining me, my name's Keith Farrell. Joining me, as always, the number one Jet fan in the state of Texas, none other than my colleague and co-host, Michael Lagaris, everybody. What's up, people? And you see him there on the side. We got the big Wookiee back in the mix, the number one tight end. In football history, Wookie, welcome back. What's going on, everybody? Wookie, before we go on, we didn't get a chance to talk to you last week and just kind of get your final thoughts on the NFL, the Super Bowl, how the game went, Patrick Mahomes and all that. Uh, what were your kind of final thoughts there on the Super Bowl before you move on here? Patrick, Jalen Hurts in the big game. I thought it was, I mean, hats off, obviously, to both teams, both quarterbacks, but Mahomes, especially in the second half, showed why Mahomes is destined to be one of the greatest to ever do the job. Because yeah. that's what big-time players do in big-time situations. I know it's cliche, but he, uh, he absolutely did it. Um, and it was a great game. I mean, offensively, it was very exciting. Um, but, I mean, great job to both teams. But Mahomes definitely... Uh, gained a lot of a lot of respect. Not that he needed it from from anybody, but he showed up big time in a big game. And, and just another on the list of big times, that, you know, big games where he showed up big. So, uh, kudos to everybody. But Mahomes is something else. Yeah, he's definitely adding some some accolades to the legacy there for Mahomes. Just want to get Wookie's take real quick. You know, guys, we're going to talk about today. Is what's been going on in the Jet world, which is just every... If you're a Jet fan, if you're listening to this pod, you're probably a diehard Jet fan, and you probably check every day what these Jet quarterback rumors are. Aaron Rodgers, Derek Carr, Lamar Jackson as an outside shot, right? Jimmy G. If you were to Google Jet fans, Ryan Tannehill's name right now, you'd see the Jets are high on him as well. Uh, a lot of different guys rumored to come to the Jets. We're going to talk about all those different guys, how they're a fit, how they're not a fit, on the field, off the field, all that good stuff. Um, before we do that, well, let me let everybody know what happened to me here in Vegas, Mike. Because you see I got the bad wing right here, right? Check it out. Check oh, it out, guys. Man. I got the sling on. Um, I did get clobbered off a bike here in Vegas on a, a bike ride that had uh, probably about 3,000 people go from one end of Vegas to the other. And I got smashed right off my bike, guys. Broken arm. Okay, now, now let me just tell you what you do when you're a true a true player, a true crunch time player like me. I got knocked off mile two. And broke my arm. I did the last 10 miles, boys. I finished the bike ride, okay? I didn't stop. I didn't go get an ambulance. You know, I didn't do none of that. I finished the bike ride off. But I'm rolling here with one arm today. No fights or anything like that. Even though I did see I did see a brawl along this bike ride, too. Where one of these pedestrians in a car did yell at a biker. A brawl broke out. So Vegas has been wild. That ride, at least. Man, I thought West Coast people were chill. But it's been wild since I've been out here. But before we get to these jet quarterback rumors and all that, there are some guys that have been cut around the NFL. 
cuts are going to start now, guys. So you're going to start seeing teams getting ready to get that salary cap in place before the draft. Maybe some teams need to move money to look at a quarterback. That's happening now. Around the NFL, some guys are dropping. We're expecting Corey Davis to get cut from the Jets. I know Taylor Lewan's a cut there from the Titans, Mike. There's a few other guys, including him, around the NFL that there's a chance the Jets might have some interest in. Is that right, Mike? Yeah, that is, Keith. Um, there's a couple of guys. Two of the positions that we, we're really looking for is going to be dealing with either safety or with linebacker. And Jesse Bates was just cut from the Cincinnati Bengals or is rumored to be uh, cut here very soon from the Cincinnati Bengals. He would be a tremendous pickup, would be expensive. We'll see if JD can fit it into the into the cell under the salary cap and the other one was bobby wagner was cut by the rams as the los angeles rams continue to try to uh, refine that their their salary cap obviously we know they're in salary cap hell they went and gave away all their draft picks to sign all the greatest players so bobby wagner obviously our linebacking core needs to be updated jesse bates our safety core needs to be updated so those are two free agents that uh potentially with bates uh in the future we could look at um to like keith said taylor lewan got cut from the titans i'm not sure if i'm really a fan he's missed a bunch of games over the last four seasons um he you know he was a really strong prospect coming out but uh last four years he's missed a bunch of time and we already are dealing with an injury pulling left tackle so we may want to look at their center uh, Ben Jones uh, instead if he's and he ends up getting let go. I think Tennessee is under a revamp right now. I think Henry's going to get let go. I'll be honest with that. that's my hot take. I think they're going to let go of Henry. He's going to end up somewhere in Buffalo or Miami next season. Uh, and then um, so those are the really the notable free agents or potential free agents outside of the quarterbacks. Yeah, I think Bates is an intriguing guy here for us because I know people, I mean, look, coming into last year, I didn't necessarily think safety would be a weakness. I thought Joyner and I thought that um, Whitehead would play well. Whitehead tackled okay, and in times he played good. But in coverage, you saw as the year played out, that's kind of where we were pretty weak, was that safety position. Bates was second-team all-pro just in 2020. You know, the contract doesn't really jive with what the Bengals are trying to do, so that seems like a guy who they might take a look at. I think Taylor Lewan, I saw some articles with the Jets linked to him, Mike, I don't know how realistic that is either because, like, the reasons you said, he's very injury-prone. Um, Becton, we're going to write off as just a non-entity, but there's a lot going on here at offensive line, a lot of moving parts for the Jets to figure out, even before we get into this draft. I don't know if that's someone they're going to be looking at. I know Robert Woods is a very a really good, solid receiver. Going into next year, where we have a Garrett Wilson, where we have an Elijah Moore. Now, Garrett Wilson's proven himself to be – pretty goddamn good elijah moore i think could be a really good weapon too he only had 60 targets last year so we get him re-involved in the offense and if you were to remove a Corey davis and insert a robert woods i know the name recognition for Corey davis might not actually for robert woods might not be as high as a Corey davis but i think woods is just as good as Corey davis he's been just as productive he had an injury the last couple of years but pretty productive receiver so i think those are all guys just gonna be taking a look at uh one mm-hmm. one also one area also the jets addressed this week mike was our wide receiver coach uh which is not necessarily a position you're you're you know paying too much attention to if you're a fan but they signed uh i said they brought in zach Azanani, and he has a rare resume when me and mike dug into it of being basically a career wide receiver coach you know which people maybe looked at as a negative that he hasn't moved up to other spots or whatever the case may be um but going back to it looks like 1999 
going back that far. This guy has been coaching that position. Um, right when he got out of school, he went to Central Michigan. He was a wide receiver for four years. Came out. He was coaching at Valparaiso right away. Bowling Green. He coached at Central Michigan. He coached at Florida. He coached at Wisconsin, Tennessee. Big-time schools. Moved himself up the rank. Got there with the Bears as an, a wide receivers coach. Moved to the Broncos for the last four years. So it seems like someone that has a lot of – very competent, at least, when it comes to that um, that line of work. You know, I know wide receiver, like I said, isn't the sexiest coaching position in the league. But, hey, man, it seems like someone that really knows what they're doing – and I know wide receivers last year were good, but man, it seemed like the sky's the limit for a couple of those guys. Hackett we have in here now, Todd Downing, Keith Carter. We have Calabrese at QB coach, and now we got uh, Azanani here at the wide receiver coach. So they're filling out the coaching staff, getting that all ironed out, which is good. But as we all know, as we all know, guys, the, the sales of the Jets, how far they're going to go next year, right? It's all based on who's playing quarterback. That's right. All, all right. And... The past month, there has been, and Mike is on top of this. Mike's on Twitter. Um, Mike's on all the social medias. Every single day, there is a different article with a different quarterback linked to the Jets. Now, we know our boy Aaron just came out of the darkness. Of came out darkness. of his darkness retreat today, uh, which we were having some fun with before the show started. Mike was like, well, what the hell is that? Basically, like, it's just humans putting themselves in solitary, right? Like you're putting yourself in solitary confinement to detach from the world, kind of reset your senses, find yourself, whatever you want to say. Many ways to do that to people. For Aaron, he likes to go take a darkness retreat. No answer from him on what's going to happen or where he's going to go. Mike, I think you said, and we're going to get Aaron Rodgers first here, kind of talk about some of these guys that could be coming to the Jets. Mike, you said an answer on Rodgers probably isn't coming until this weekend or maybe the next week after that, Mike, you think? Yeah, so it looks like uh, Rogers said that he was going to take a couple of days before, um, you know, really transition transitioning from the darkness to the light, to the normal world, <laughs> you know? Um, so now the report is the latest is that he is going to meet with the Packers here, um, to discuss his future. Now, um, I don't know what the darkness is. I know Wookie, you were mentioning that there's some sort of, actual darkness retreat where people go into blackness and get fed through like tubes and stuff i have no idea what goes on over there but that's where he was and now you know we learned that he left that environment on wednesday and it was on wednesday when we started hearing all these rumors that he's going to be going back to the packers yeah um i don't know what to expect here because if i'm aaron Rodgers, to me the Jets are the best situation for him to get the money that he wants, to get the situation that he would need, and the b best path really to a championship um, with a head coach that he is familiar with. Um, to me, that's the right thing to do. But again, you know, he may really want to just retire as a Packer. He may, you know, but that's the thing. We keep saying may, if. No one really knows. And he is, and Aaron is dictating the entire QB market right now. Carr is not signing or making a move until Rodgers does something here. So we're going to see what happens. Uh, I think this Sunday, maybe Monday, hopefully we hear something. Um, but he he's going to let the Packers know his feelings. Everything we've heard is the Packers are ready to move on from him. If he decides he wants to stay, then they're going to have to decide on what they're going to do with Jordan Love. 
because you're not paying both of those quarterbacks. They have to pick up his fifth-year option. It's going to be about $20 million. They're going to be paying quarterbacks $80 million both if they keep both of them. That's not happening, okay? So one of one or two of them are gone. And you're going to tell me you're going to be giving up on a quarterback that, even though we all think he's a jabron, uh, hasn't even had a chance to start for a cat who is 39 and, you know, will play for the next two years potentially, you know. So this, these are the decisions that are going to need to be made, and uh, we will definitely hear about it very soon. But all we know is he's out of the darkness, and he is going to meet with the Packers here in the next few days. Yeah, Mike, um, I agree with all that stuff, and I just want to let you know officially a darkness retreat, Mike, is a spiritual retreat in a space that is completely absence of light, has complete absence of light, and apparently... These techniques lead to spontaneous visual experiences, which are said to occur, occur without effort, otherwise known as hallucinating. So I hope I think Aaron Rodgers went into that darkness and started hallucinating of those cheese heads again, and he's leaning that way. But hopefully he comes out of there, sobers up a little bit, and realizes the Jets are probably the best place for him to go. At least that's my opinion. And Mike, when you look at kind of pros and cons here with Rodgers, we all already know you know, 10-time Pro Bowler, um, highest QB rating ever he had in a season, lowest com- lowest interception percentage of any quarterback of all time. Um, people kind of get on Rodgers sometimes for the one Super Bowl, but playoff statistics, when you dig into those also, guys, he has the second most touchdown passes ever in the playoffs, the fourth most yards ever in the playoffs, the fifth highest quarterback rating ever in the playoffs. So I know Aaron Rodgers' teams have not won a lot of Super Bowls, but I don't think really that's a byproduct of him not playing well. Um, I think Peyton Manning, someone for a long time that you looked at in the playoff, didn't play well and his team lost. Aaron Rodgers, to me, doesn't really fall into that category. But when you look at the pros and the cons of Aaron, and I'll, get, I'll ask Wookiee this too, but when you look at the pros and cons, I mean, the pros, we don't really have to tell you. We already know the deal. I mean, you don't have to really worry about Aaron Rodgers fitting into your scheme, right, Mike? Because he's talented right. enough that it doesn't really make a difference. You're not, you're not sitting there like, does he fit? Does he not fit? doesn't matter. Like, you, the scheme now fits around whatever he wants to do. If, if you got Aaron Rodgers, right, guys? Um, and I think that if you got Aaron Rodgers, say, and Aaron Rodgers, I think he's he's someone that is um, unconventional, to say the least, in kind of his thought process. And I don't think that he's going to be swayed one way or the other. He's going to do what he wants. And I think if he came to the Jets, he'd have a huge chip on his shoulder. You know, considering the Packers kind of like, all right, we're, we don't know now. We might go with love. And that just seems like a guy that might use that as some big-time motivation and could have a crazy final chapter here in New York and get a statue. I mean, that's yeah. me. That, to me, Mike, that's all the pros. Besides the fact that when you dig in tangibly to the roster and you look at where the Jets are at, you know, they, they didn't do that great last year on offense. Um, we know what we need as a quarterback. The offensive line needs some improvement. But a lot of really good skill position players and a great defense, that's the team that all – Everything else, all the peripheral stuff put aside, of all these other options, and we've debated with our friend Dan about the Raiders, Mike, and they don't seem like they're an option for Rodgers. Now, I think that there isn't a better team for him to go to. You know, I don't see a better fit for Rodgers. The question would be this, Jet fans. When we're talking about all these other quarterbacks is what do you have to give up to get him? Because if the Jets want to get Rodgers, they're going to have to trade for him. So that's the only cons I could think of is that you're going to be giving up multiple draft picks 
you know that cap numbers i know he said he'll restructure don't get me wrong guys but you're looking at 31 mil this year 40 next year 59 the year after that a lot of that money's guaranteed so even if you restructure you're gonna have to push it down the line and still pay him and i guess the age i mean obviously normally 39 years old would be a big time red flag right 2023 things well, are different so good well let me let me say something that you i don't know if you're really if you're aware of i think there are because this has not really been put out there much but it is out there in some circles we're going to pivot to Derek Carr, but I'm going to bring up something with Carr. Carr does have some concerns about the Jets. One of them is, what are you doing with Zach Wilson? That was not addressed during the weekend. We're going to talk about his weekend. Everything went great, except for this one subject. Yeah, what, what, yep. what happened with Zach Wilson? And so the reason why the Jets really want Rodgers is because they don't want to give up on Zach Wilson, even though I know you don't like to hear that, Jet fans. This is what the reality is. They're not getting rid of Zach Wilson. Not right now. So in their mind, Rodgers is a home run because he's going to be able to come in. He's going to start for a year or two. They could stash Wilson. Hopefully he grows because they think, at least this is the report, that he is a he is extremely talented young man that needs to grow up and learn how to play quarterback. That's their point of view. I disagree with it. That's their point of view. So, yes, I understand where their heads are because they're not trying to get rid of their investment, it sounds like, and that they think maybe potentially Rodgers could restart or re, you know, get uh Zach to play better, right? But I I just find it full of a faulty approach and fool's gold in my opinion. Um, and I think that it's going to hurt us in the end um, when trying to land a franchise quarterback if Aaron does not come. But I just wanted to make sure we all understand. Yes, we know Aaron is the best quarterback out there to run this offense. Yes, he gives us the best chance to win. But for management, he's also a bridge to trying to salvage Zach Wilson. Yeah, I've heard that too, Mike. And I think that is a, um, I can't tell you when I hear that, if that is something the Jets actually think, or that's just a narrative that people that cover the Jets and write for the Jets think, because it doesn't sound like it makes any sense to me because Zach Wilson is absolute garbage. So I don't know why all of a sudden Aaron Rodgers is here and he's not garbage because he watches someone who's much better than him play. That's not how it works. You don't grow up just because someone comes in the room who's a legend. Like Zach Wilson has had a couple seasons here. Look, guys, turn it around. Don't get me wrong. We've been through this a million times on the show with my friends. Very rarely is someone as bad as Zach Wilson historically in the NFL and they manage to do anything after that. Anything after that. And if anyone wants to throw Geno Smith at me, knock yourself out. It took 11 years. All right. So I don't like Mike said, he thinks it's a faulty approach. I don't think that's really the best way to go about it either. I mean, that might be a peripheral consideration when thinking about Rodgers. And I totally get that because maybe Joe Douglas doesn't want to seem like he whiffed so much on Zach Wilson. But I mean, you benched Zach Wilson this year for Mike White. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, we already know what you think about Zach Wilson. Like, you didn't think he could win games and he wasn't out there this year. So I don't know. I don't know if that approach is the smartest approach. I do know that if you're Derek Carr, on the other hand, you want some certainty that yeah. this position is yours and you want some certainty that 
moving forward, you'd be the guy. You know, not a few years here. Then you're looking at Zach Wilson again because Derek Carr is only 31. You know, I mean, I guess we could just get right into our boy here right now, Derek Carr, Mike, because as you know, and Jet fans know, <coughs> the meeting between the Jets and Derek Carr was reported to go amazing, right? Which is what you want to hear. I know some of the sales pitch the Jets gave him, and you saw this all over the place, Mike, was that if you come to the Jets, you have a chance at being a first ballot Hall of Famer. They threw that into the mix, which I think is interesting, but I know people might scoff at that. Um, I want to throw one thing at people just to put it in perspective here with Derek Carr. So, you know, Derek Carr has made four Pro Bowlers, and I'm not sitting here saying Derek Carr is going to be in the Hall of Fame or anything like that. But Derek Carr's QB rating, 91.8, currently right now, 25th all-time in the NFL. Probably better than people realize. Um, his, in nine seasons, he's got that too. In nine seasons, 35,000. 222 passing yards he's pushing up on top 30 right now so you give this guy five or six more years there's a lot of categories he's going to be top 15 in so he's probably better than people realize statistically also car um and we're going to go through that in a sec but i think the sales pitch was the the hall of fame approach at least was if you came to the jets you have a chance at winning super bowls and you know the the zach wilson stuff we could figure that all out i hope that's not a stumbling block here for car because I don't really see much value left in Wilson. I mean, I, I saw him getting worse this year. Um, I know when it comes to Carr and when it comes to the pros and cons, um, one massive pro, Mike, is he's a free agent now. You're right. So monetarily, we know he's going to cost something for us to, uh, obviously, to, to, to bring him in here. It'll cost a pretty penny. He's going to be paid a premium. But they give up nothing to get him. So when you're looking at Carr and when you're looking at Rodgers, Carr is about eight years older. Rod- Rodgers is a first ballot Hall of Famer. One of the greatest to ever do it. Derek Carr's not that, but he's eight years younger. His contract will probably probably be a little bit more team friendly. And you're looking at not giving up anybody to get him. And I think Carr is somebody that probably would have had much better stats playing on different teams that are run a lot better than the Raiders have been the past nine years that he's been there, which which has been kind of a disaster, guys. I'm not trying to hate on our boy Dan Scampoli, but the Raiders aren't necessarily run in a very I would say an efficient way. They got Devonta Adams last year, which is great. Carr had 24 touchdowns before they shut him down. He might have finished with about 28 TDs even last year. Um, but Mike, when you look at the pros and cons, the simple fact that Carr is still pretty good, and you don't have to give up anything to get him. He's just a free agent. That's that's a big time plus when it comes to comparing Carr to Rodgers or even say a Lamar Jackson, Mike. Hey, I want to ask because I'm going to get into this. In a second, I want to ask Wookie's opinion, but I want to ask Wookie a question. Okay. Nick, hey, Nick, one of these quarterbacks is Daniel Jones, and one of them is not. One of them had 55 starts. He was 31 and 24, 68 touchdowns to 38 interceptions, 12,000 yards passing, 86 career passer rating with 64% uh, percent completion. The other quarterback, 53 starts, 21 in 31, 60 TDs, almost 12,000 yards, 86.5 passer rating, 64 completion percentage. One of them is Daniel Jones. The other one is Mitchell Trubisky. What do you hmm. think about that? Interesting. Interesting. Um, Mitchell has slightly better numbers than Daniel He does Jones. have slightly better numbers than Daniel yeah, so, Jones. I mean, so you know that the Giants are about to give him a potential – 200 million five-year con- five-year contract you know that right they better be for damn sure that he's that he's the guy well that's what i was about to get into with dave Derek carr do you think Derek carr is in the same type of like 
you know, category as like a Daniel Jones, as like a, I mean, Mitchell Trubisky, we say is a scrub, but I mean, looking at the numbers, he's right there with Daniel Jones, like literally right there um, with even a better, with even a better winning percentage than Daniel Jones. Do you think Carr is just like, was a victim of his circumstances or do you think he's like a mediocre quarterback? And do you think mediocre quarterbacks should deserve those large contracts? Well, I mean, based on what Keith was just saying, a lot of those numbers, he's a top 25 quarterback, uh, low key, much better than a lot of people give him credit for. So, I mean, I don't think you go crazy with, uh, you know, if he's, if he's asking some ridiculous amount, but like you're getting, you're getting a bunch of more years out of him. Okay, I'll put it this way: so you might get two years of stellar quarterback play, and then he can go on another retreat and then bounce back to Green Bay because he wants to retire a, a Packer. And then you can get pretty good to really good quarterback play for like four to five more years with Derek Carr and all the weapons you have and the defense you have. I mean. It, I, I would look at it that way. I, I weigh those options. Okay. Okay. So, so you, if you were a Jeff fan, you would pick. You think we should go after Derek Carr instead of Rogers? I think. Yeah. I, to, to be honest, I, I would. I would say yes because that means you believe in the rest of your team as as much as the quarterback, and you're setting yourself up for a longer window. To be playoff relevant, Super Bowl relevant, I, I think. Because, I mean, the I defense think. is nuts, and your offensive rookies are ridiculous, and the supporting cast there is really, really good. The coaching staff is really good. So, I mean, I think you would just extend the window that you guys have to to, to get a, a, a Super Bowl or, or, or a couple of them. Well, here's the thing, Nick. Um, I, I hear what you're saying, and I think – Car is going to demand anywhere from 35 to 40 million a year. And I look at the Jets and I see the way they're built with the young talent. And I want the best quarterback out that we can get to win now or next year. And that's why I'm I'm saying I want Aaron Rodgers. Usually I say what you say. I lean where you lean, but I'm done leaning and I'm done waiting and I'm done with the fucking patience. I want a championship. I'm done. I've, I've gone through Sam Darnold. I've gone through Zach Wilson. I've gone through. I've gone through every, every Jeff fan on here knows it ain't easy being green. All of them know it. We're done. I want Rodgers. I want a chip. That's where I'm at. Yeah, I'll say this, guys. Um, like when you just, just going back a moment to when you were talking about Daniel Jones and Derek Carr. And my, okay, I'm not trying to hate in your boy Daniel Jones at all or anything like that. But he has 42 fumbles he's lost in his career and 34 interceptions he's thrown. He's only started 56 games. Don't talk about them in the same sentence. Don't do not do that to Derek Carr because that's disrespectful. Okay? I'm not hating on Daniel Jones. Last year, held onto the ball pretty well. Daniel Jones is not that great a quarterback from any measurement from anybody. Wookie, I don't think, would say that. I don't think any Giant fan would say that. Um, and you look at his stats in his career, and they're, they're pretty atrocious. This year, he was decently efficient with the ball, but still, he wasn't great. You know, it's like the Giants are doing the same thing the Jets did where the bar is set kind of low. So Daniel Jones seems good. He's a different type of quarterback because he runs it. I get that. But Carr is throwing for 4,000 yards every year. I mean, Daniel Jones is barely cracking 3,000. And I wanted to mention this too, guys. When you look at Carr from – even if you just look at it from the – since the Jets drafted Darnold, right? Which is the year before that. 2017, we got Darnold. But say look at Carr from 2016 up until 
Not last year, the year before that. We'll go to 2021 because last year with McDaniel was a little bit of a rough one. But 2016, guys, his QB rating was a 96.7 for Carr. That was good for eighth in the league. The next year was an 86, not that great. The next year was 93, a little bit better. Both those years, he was 15th and 16th. 2019, he was ranked ninth in QB rating. Derek Carr was 100. 2020, he was 10th in the NFL with 101.4. And then 2021, he was 13th at 94. So over the course of those six years, guys, his average ranking, QB ranking, rating-wise, when the smoke cleared, was 12th in the league. The Jets quarterback's average ranking was 31st. Just so Jet fans can put that in context. And then you look at the past seven seasons, he has 164 touchdown passes. Yeah. That's about 23, 24 a year. Um, and he does have 74 inches. That averages out about 10 a year. Most of those the past couple seasons. So that's an average season for Carr the past six years of about 42,000 yards, 24 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. I think Jet fans will sign up for that any day of the week. Yep. Any day of the week. You know what I mean? It's not, I'm not even saying that's so stellar. Um, but it's above average. And when I looked and saw him ranked about 12th the past six or seven years, that seems in my head kind of where Derek Carr is. I don't think anyone thinks Derek Carr is super elite. But would you agree, rookie? Like after you go through the elite QBs, I think the next tier guys, Derek Carr is in that tier. And I'm not saying you got to talk any bad about Daniel Jones or anything like that, Wook. But I don't see Daniel Jones in that tier. I think Carr is in the next tier, guys. After you go through the elite top guys, I think he's right after those guys. Um, has a pretty good pedigree. I don't, I don't think uh, there's, I don't think there's, you know, there's not 20 quarterbacks better than him in the NFL right now. I don't think. No, I agree. I, I mean, I, I don't know if I misspoke before. I wasn't trying to say I thought Daniel Jones was better than no, no, uh, Carr. No, because I would take Carr in a heartbeat over Daniel Jones. I didn't like when I didn't like to pick when Gettleman and his friggin' water bottle took him in the first place. But, um, but yeah, I, I, I I just think I, I can see where Mike's coming from, too. He wants a chip tomorrow. But, yeah. I mean, of course, Rodgers is Rodgers, but he doesn't guarantee a chip either. I mean, I, I think he definitely guarantees the playoffs. I yeah. think he's that much of an improvement yeah. that you guys make the playoffs pretty easily. But, again, it's a crapshoot from there. Um, so, I would just like to have an extended window for the crapshoot. Sure. I hear that. That, I hear that makes that. sense. I'm like – when you get into the, I mean, obviously there is some cons here with Carr. I don't know if you're going to put the record on him that he had with the Raiders, 63 and 79 career record, not great. Um, the Raiders have been a bit of a disaster, ton of fourth quarter comebacks for him. So, I mean, that's not something that's great in your resume either. Only two winning seasons here in his nine seasons for Carr. The past two years, he's thrown 28 interceptions. That's something to look at too, guys. And one of the other issues that some of our Raider fan friends have mentioned to Mike and I, is will he work here with this New York media, which is always this, you know, elephant in the closet. You always hear it mentioned. People are worried about it. And if you're not from New York and you're like, what are you talking about? Maybe you don't get it, but it's, it can be rough in New York, you know, to be a player, um, to not succeed. And uh, you can come down on you pretty hard. And if you're someone who's sensitive or reactionary, uh, like saying Adam Gase was or a thousand athletes, all of us right here can probably mention, it almost never works out well in this city for you. I'm not saying you're going to take the abuse, stick up for yourself at all times, but if you're a jackass, it doesn't go well. I'm not saying Derek Carr is that, uh, but he has seemed to be a little bit sensitive in the past when it comes to the media. Also, we know he's not very mobile, but when you look at all the other intangibles, he's going to bring to the mix and everything we've been talking about the last 10 minutes here. I think Carr makes a ton of sense for the jets. And I think the jets make a ton of sense for him. Kind of seems like a perfect marriage here. The, the, the one a guy I'd want would be Aaron Rodgers. I don't care about the age or anything. He's Aaron Rodgers. That's why I stand on this. 
But Derek Carr, I think, if that's the uh, the plan B, right, or the guy maybe the Jets are feeling is way more realistic because the Jets might know, all right, maybe Rodgers is going back to Green Bay, which might separately from the show, and Wookie, you know too, that's kind of been what I've been thinking the whole time with Aaron Rodgers. I think he's going to end up back in Green Bay. I don't think they're just going to go with Love and run him out there. I know he might. He's an unknown quantity love. I get it. So I can't say he's a scrub or not a scrub or anything like that. But um, I don't know. The, the, the Packers still have a pretty good team. So, I mean, that team with Love running it as opposed to Rodgers running it, it goes from a playoff contender to a team that I don't think people are going to be thinking to make the playoffs at all. But we do have a few other options out here. Now, these are options that are maybe not as likely to come to the Jets. But, look, we know Jimmy G is available. Okay, now, Mike, I know Jimmy G. You like Jimmy G big time. You made a trade for him in our fantasy league. Jimmy G is pretty efficient. And he's got some tricky numbers, too, when you look at Jimmy G and you dig into it because he's really only played two full seasons at quarterback, which is strange when you look because he's played. If We probably all – it feels like he's been playing forever, you know? Um, but you look into the stats, guys, and really only two full seasons of starts. A couple other years we got hurt. We know um, what happened last year. You know, with the quarterback situation in uh, San Francisco, those injuries, Purdy ends up coming in. Lance is there causing some uncertainty for him. But 57 starts for him in his career, 40-17 and 17 record. So, look, I know he hasn't played two full se- – or he's been injury-prone guys and maybe not the healthiest QB. But his win-loss record is ridiculous for Jimmy G. And another stat that I couldn't even believe, guys, his 99.6 QB rating is the sixth highest in the history of the NFL. Yep. So, Jimmy, so I know Mike knows this. Jimmy, Mike knows Jimmy, well, now. yeah, and not, Go ahead, Mike. And that's guys, you know, and I know Jimmy Rogers, and I know that you could even talk Car, but like Jimmy, when he's healthy, is good, really good. Yeah. Okay, and I know that. Um, I, I, how I feel about this, I, I like, I do like Derek Carr. I, I do, and I would be very happy if we got him. Um, I'm probably one of the few oddballs in that if I don't get Rogers, I think I'd rather have Jimmy because I just feel like we're going to be more successful with him than, than Derek. Um, not that I don't think we can be successful with Derek. I just, I just don't know if I feel like there's reality there. Like they said, you could be a first round, uh, hall of famer if you come, you know, that's that's BS. Okay. And you know what? If the Jets said that, they said that knowing that, you know, they're still looking at Aaron Rodgers. Like it wasn't true. What saying that isn't truth. Like you're our number one target. We want you. Like th- you would never give your leverage up like that. Nobody would. If you're in the middle of negotiations, like, and you say something like that, you're giving yourself up. And then you're going to, like, he's going to be like, all right, well, I want 45 million if I'm going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. It doesn't make yeah. any sense. Same thing with the car car camp. They could be saying it because they're trying to drive his value up. Yeah. The fact that these things are coming out, like I under, I do believe that it was a really good meeting. I do believe that that Derek likes Salah. I, I do, honestly. I really think that he likes the coaching staff um, that Salah has and would feel comfortable. I just think there's a lot of posturing. And I don't know, and I don't know if if Carr feels also comfortable with Zach Wilson, but I know Jimmy G would. Jimmy G's lived with Lance and all types of people over there in San Francisco, playing under Brady. Jimmy G is a, you know, I was gonna say a, a word. <laughs> I don't know if it's a racial term. 
the, you know, uh, Mario Brothers with the Goombas. I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're good, man. You're good. He's, he's from. Offense to nothing, bro. It's all good. They get offended he, by nothing. He's he's from here. He's one of us. Yeah. He's from here. Right. You know he's what I'm a saying? Like, he's, he's a, a paisan over here in New York. He's one of our guys. Yo, he's like he's like Tucci, right? Yeah, what? Exactly. He's like a Tucci. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Oh yeah, he's a, he's a taller too. Absolutely. Exactly. Like, bro, he would fit in here perfect. I just feel like the the, the culture, just who he is. Yeah, if he's if he's uh, gonna get hurt, let's go get sign Mike White as a backup. If he goes down, we'll bring in White. You know what I'm saying? Have Zach off in the stash. But you know, that's just how I feel about it with the Jimmy yeah. G. Um, um, and that's why I picked him up in, in fantasy because yeah. I I thought at least before he got hurt, he was killing it. And I was just like, oh, man. But, you know, Carr, again, if we sign him, Keith, don't hold me, you know, and say, I, I would be, remember what you said, anything is, is is better than what we have right now. Yeah, Mike, you're not, if, I mean, they're both 31 years old. And, I mean, Jimmy G's had a lot more success than Derek Carr. Jimmy G's been to the Super Bowl. So if you prefer him over Derek Carr, that's not some outlandish statement. I, I totally understand that. I think maybe he's not as sexy to some people because it seemed like the Niners drafted Lance to replace him. And then Lance didn't do that. And Jimmy G balled out still. I, I kind of see him. I, I kind of look at it as a positive, like you mentioned, Mike, that he's been put in these adverse scenarios and really hasn't affected him too much. And not only that, he hasn't come out in the media. He's like, he wasn't bashing Lance or his coaches, or anybody in San Fran. He's saying. like, whatever, dude. He just kind of is like, whatever. You know, I know Jimmy G, like Mike said, he's a Jersey guy. He's one of us from our area. He went to Rutgers. I've always liked him a lot, Jimmy G. Um, I think, like you said, Mike, and Wookie, when I think Jimmy G, I do think a one-foot taller Tommy Bertucci. <laughs> I know. Oh, at least, at least a foot. Dude, I didn't, yeah. It might be more than a foot he might have on Tucci, but um, very comparable jawlines. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say. And Jimmy, throw mm-hmm. the gray in like I got here too. So I know Tooch has that going. So uh, he's our little, our little goomba from uh, upstate New York. We love if him. We, if we, we, him, we got to get two one pictures. Thing, one thing, uh, one thing that is a little concerning with Jimmy G. Now my brother-in-law is a huge 49er fan, and he's watched much more Jimmy G than me. Way more Garoppolo than I have, guys. And he said he kind of has some of that Kirk Cousins in him, where his interceptions, like like Mike, we talk about it a million times. Kirk Cousins' stats are ridiculous, right? But his bad plays happen at the biggest moments. So that's what you remember. We have a friend of ours, Dwayne, who thinks Kirk Cousins is a scrub. And it's because when every time he, he makes a big play in bad moments, and I can't disagree with that part. His stats are great, but you look at the win-loss and how far his team's getting, not that great. Now, Jimmy G's got to the Super Bowl, but you're looking at 42 interceptions and 57 starts. It's a lot of interceptions there. Now, he has a ton of touchdowns too, guys. Um, 87 touchdowns in that in that time span. 67% completion percentage is tremendous. And one thing I'll also say is that the team that he was just quarterbacking and had a ton of success with in San Francisco is a more obviously a more talented team than the Jets. But the team, what they've run their schemes on, very similar to the Jets, the personnel on the offensive side of the ball, the Jets do not have as good a personnel, don't get me wrong. But we have a Garrett Wilson. We have an Elijah Moore. We have a decent tight end. We have a really good running back, just like they had in San Fran. So with a similar pieces around him in san francisco albeit a little improved and a better offensive line he had a lot of success so you plug him in here with the jets and he looks around and goes oh i do have a number one receiver still he had debo now he has garrett wilson i got a pretty good number two receiver you can bet guys jet fans the jets will have another 
legit receiver on this team next season when the season starts. 100% that's going to happen. And the offensive line will be improved. And when you look at defenses, the Jets were one spot behind the Niners last year in overall defense. We're already there defensively. So if you're Jimmy G, I mean, this is the team he could win on. People call him like the ultimate game manager, but you look at the success he's had, guys. Um, I mean, I'll sign up for that too, Mike. Some of the cons he might have, like I said, his injuries. Um, he can't run the ball at all. He averages about four yards a game running. We know that, but I don't think we're too worried about that. Kind of the dude, the two last options we'll touch on, and we mentioned this about four or five weeks ago when the Lamar Jackson getting traded camp went nuts and he didn't play in the playoff game, Mike, and stuff. And I know it's an outside shot that Lamar's going to get moved, but even today – you saw some reports, and I'll read you guys um, what the report was straight out of Baltimore here. This is from Jim Hensley um, on ESPN.com, one of the reporters for the Ravens. He said that he wants a fully – I'm talking about Lamar Jackson now. He wants a fully guaranteed contract which exceeds the amount of money Deshaun Watson got. Wow. Now, that's $230 million guaranteed for Deshaun Watson, guys. And you're talking about a quarterback that wants it all guaranteed. Not only that, if you're not the Ravens and you want to get him, you're giving up multiple firsts to get him. Then you got to sign him to a fully guaranteed contract. And the pros of Lamar Jackson, I don't even have to, he's completely different. Uh, I mean, I mean, Absolutely. I, 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 would, I would do it. I, I would, would you still do it? I would do it. I would do it. We haven't had a quarterback <laughs> like our whole life, man. F it. F it. Just go. Give it up the ghost. Go get him. I'll, I'll do it. Shit. I, it's a lot of, I would say this, Jet fans, it is a lot of money. And if you look at, and I know you know this from a fantasy football standpoint, Mike, uh, he has had a bit of a dip like three years in a row, basically, statistically. And he can't really argue that. Um, and he's running the ball a little bit less. But even with that said, that guy is one of the top, to me, one of the top five quarterbacks in the league. Yeah. And someone that if you line up to play the Jets, and Lamar Jackson's the quarterback, he by himself is just creating a headache for you and problems, and you're worried about it. What is he going to do? When is he going to run, et cetera, et cetera. Lamar Jackson has never played in with the Ravens with a running back. I mean, he's had some decent running backs, don't get me wrong, but never with a guy like Brees Hall. And I think the receiving core here, Garrett Wilson's better than anything they have on Baltimore right now. Um, I mean, that would be someone that obviously changed the whole landscape of the jet world, how realistic it is. I don't know. Um, some of the cons I think would just be the injury concerns. Mike, he's taking a lot of hits. Um, the fact that he didn't play last year in an injury that, you know, like I said, easy for me to say, but you haven't really seen a quarterback sit out with a PCL strain before. Um, was that, or was that not some gamesmanship on his part? I don't know, but I don't like how that looks and how that feels. Like it doesn't feel good to me. If you sat out and you could have played, in the playoffs to make a point for your contract. I don't know. That's not behavior that will ever go over well in New York. Now, it might never become an issue, but that's one thing to think about, guys. Um, I think he's a little, it seems to be also a little sensitive when it comes to the media. He does have responses to people on Twitter and he's getting in fights back and forth. And that's what to say. And I don't know if that's the best thing either for New York. Well, all of a sudden now you got, you know, 11 million people and you're under the microscope. Um, all that aside, do you make the move for Lamar Jackson? Of course you do. I mean, of course you do. You, you, you'd, you'd have to do it. Um, we're looking for a franchise quarterback forever. He's already proven to be that. Even with some of the maybe the slight concerns I mentioned, injury stats, this and that, from the MVP season, he's maybe gone down a little bit. Um, if he was the quarterback of the Jets, 
that's the team people are picking to win the AFCs next year. Guaranteed. And I think Aaron Rodgers puts us there too. But Lamar Jackson is, you know, insofar as tangibly wins, losses on the field, how he affects things, that dude's just a nightmare for defensive coordinators. And I think yeah, he would Rogers, be Rodgers or Lamar come to the Jets. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm going into the season with my chin, you know, 10 feet in front of me, like just looking at cats like, okay, okay, yeah. You know, like I, they're gonna, it's going to make me feel different with those two guys there. Jimmy G, Carr, all the rest of them. Yeah, I'm going to be excited. But if I got number 12 back there or I got Mr. Lamar Jackson, oh, boy. Let's get it. Guys, in his 61 career starts, Lamar Jackson is 45 and 16. That's sick. That is ridiculous. Yes. That is his, he's six and one, 13 and two, 11 and four, seven and five, and eight and four. So even the last couple of years, I know he's been banged up. He's played 12 games the past two years, uh, which has also affected the stats. When I mentioned his stats declining, he hasn't played as much. Availability is the number one skill, so you need to be out there, but. 45 and 16. That's just, that's pretty good. He's approved. That tells you the guys, he's a proven winner, doesn't turn the ball over, only 38 interceptions here in his entire career. So, um, what else can you say about Lamar Jackson? That's realistic. He probably is the guy, Mike, we'd have to give up the most to get. Without a doubt, he would be. Be the guy we'd have to give up the most to get. But he's 26 years old. So, if you're going to sign up for 10 more years of Lamar Jackson, I mean, that sounds like a slam dunk and a no brainer. And I think kind of the last quarterback, there's a few other guys out there. And when it comes to free agent quarterbacks, guys, um, Baker Mayfield's out there, Sam Darnold, Mike, Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah. I mean, there's some names out here. Daniel J- Jones, technically, you guys Jam- might franchise Jameis. Um, Jameis, Andy Dalton, both guys from the Saints, Tyler Huntley. So there's dudes out there. Um, I think the only other name that I've heard mentioned realistically, now, Mike, you and I saw some links and some people suggesting Matthew Stafford and this and that. I don't know how realistic that is. But Ryan Tannehill probably is maybe like option D. Yeah. And that's not a name Jeff fans are have at the top of the list. I understand. Um, I think there's a realistic scenario where Rodgers goes back to the Packers and um, Jimmy G, you know, has a lot of uh, different options here. So who knows where he's going to sign. Lamar Jackson doesn't get traded. Derek Carr goes to one of these teams in the South, like maybe the Saints or the Carolina Panthers might. Maybe culturally that's a better fit for him. And the Jets are left still looking for a veteran quarterback. That could happen. You go. I would. Go, if I don't get those guys. I would take Jordan Love. I would. I know he's not good. I mean, we think he's not good, but I would take my chances and see. Give him a chance. Yeah, but I don't think. For instance, if 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 Rodgers isn't a Jet or doesn't go to another team, he's probably going back to the Packers. In that case, I think the Packers, at least for next year, because Jordan Love has one more year they can still control. For next year, Love will be there still, I would think. I don't As think Rogers, so. they got to pay him $20 million, brother. 20. Yeah, I don't think that's – I don't that doesn't – I don't think that's right. Um, Jordan Love isn't – his option is next season, I thought. It's so this, I don't know if they it's have to this, pay him it's so, so from my understanding, Keith, and I'll go check this, Yeah, they, they got to pick up his option in May. And when they do, it will be twenty million. So they'll be paying him and Rogers almost eighty million next year. There's no way. There's no way they're doing that. I mean, yeah. I, I, I I just don't see it, brother. It's either one or two of them. I don't see them both on that team. Yeah, well, if that's the case, and Jordan Love just played four whole seasons and hasn't really been a starter <laughs> yet, like I don't really want him as my quarterback. 
either. Well, I don't. We, I have I have zero percent interest in Jordan Love at all. I would take Ryan Tannehill over him in two seconds. Ryan Tannehill is not a sexy option for people. I know he's thirty four, but I mean his win loss record in the NFL is pretty good over the course of his career. Um, his QB rating is pretty good. Touchdown to interception ratio is pretty good. I know he's older. You would take Tannehill not, over Jordan Love. I would take Tan. What? What? You don't even have a. You don't have one piece of data you could say about Jordan Love. Why anybody would want him? Nothing. But no, but nothing. But, but there I, could be. You don't like the potent the potential part. So what we're doing? I know Jeff and Renner are banging their head through the walls because the Jordan Love Tannehill <laughs> argument makes you just want to throw up. Well, I understand that. I understand that completely, guys. But if you're asking Keith, <laughs> I mean Tannehill just had 30 touchdowns two years ago. You yeah. know what I mean? Jordan Love has only been a bum. He's only played – he's barely played. But, I mean, look, Aaron Rodgers is a million years old, and they re-signed him last year. Last year they just fucking re-signed him. It was last season. If you get drafted and sit on the bench for three years and then you re-sign a 38-year-old quarterback, you're not that good a play. Okay. Because they would have handed their keys off to him. I don't think – I have no interest in Jordan Love remotely at all. Okay. At all. I know this might be – Mike trying to solidify a trade from last year and make it seem like Jordan Love should have value to the creamies when you know he's a worthless piece of garbage quarterback, <laughs> right? You know that. You knew it well when you made the trade. You know it now. It's fine. Dwayne doesn't listen. It's fine. Um, but when it comes to Tannehill, I just threw him in there, guys, because if you do, Mike, look up Tannehill on the Jets, the Jets have done their research on him. And they have kicked the tires. They they, they have already um, reached out to his agent. I know that at least. Last year, not that great. But look at the three years before that, pretty good. He's always been pretty efficient quarterback. And that just, to me, Mike, that's just like an emergency plan. You know, that would be, um, you know, I know he's not as old as Joe Flacco. He's a much better player, I think. But that'd be like an emergency plan. Because there's no scenario I see where Zach Wilson is going to be our starter next year. We all know no. that. No. So if they had to bring in an emergency guy, maybe you look at a Tannehill. Or if, if it got that bad, if Geno doesn't get signed, look at Geno Smith. Yeah. I mean, why not? But Jordan Love, who knows who our quarterback's going to be? We don't know. I mean, it's still so much uncertainty. It's going to be a lot of fun doing the show the next month because every week something could drop. Yep. Uh, we don't know who the quarterback's going to be, guys. Try to give you all the pros and cons of all these guys here. We'd love to hear what you guys have to say when it comes to the Jet quarterbacks. So, Mike, let me ask you before we get out of here, and then we'll, I'll ask the whoop too. Of all of these options that we have, the realistic ones, you're, you make one, if you could just pick one guy out of all of them, Knowing the pros and the cons and what we'd have to give up to get all these different dudes, who would be the one guy you'd want to grip? Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers? Yes. Okay. What about you, Wookie? Out of all, if 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 the move was definitely going to be made regardless of yeah, what like, it took? Definitely going to be made. We're going to get one of these guys, and you know everything we have to give up to get one of them, but you get to choose which one you want. Who would you want? Lamar Jackson. Yeah, you know what? That's I would I was thinking Aaron Rodgers too, but if I if I could just choose one guy, I probably would choose Lamar also because I think immediately and I mean Aaron Rodgers I, I can't even say that man Aaron Rodgers is going to bring the offense to an elite level immediately as well, but I just think Lamar Jackson I don't know he just presents he's just so unique of a player he just presents so many problems to you um, and I think when it comes to his age now with Rodgers I think he's still playing at a great level and he's still super elite, but not everybody could be Tom Brady. You know, not everybody are these guys that get to 38, 39, 40, and they're still balling. You know, like Drew Brees was still playing pretty good when he was old. And Rodgers is too, but at some point that is going to end. And I don't think you have to worry about that yet with Jackson. So hopefully we entertained you guys uh, today. Next week, we don't know what's going to go on, but hopefully we get a quarterback for next week and we can chop it up about that, Mike. If yep. anyone doesn't get at us or support us in any way, shape, or form, where can they do that? Guys, we're on YouTube. Please like and subscribe on Facebook at AEBG.JetsRadio on Twitter 
at AEBG underscore NYJ podcast and on Instagram at jet.aebg. You heard the man on behalf of the biggest Jet fan in the state of Texas, Michael Agaris, and on behalf of the number one tight end in college football history, the big Wookiee, Nick Kronk. My name's Keith Fowle. Get you next week, everybody. <laughs>